Here's Papa is brought to you by Just Some Podcast Media. Dun, da, da, da. The views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E K O health.com. And use code PAPA for $50 off the stethoscope of your choice. Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. Papa, can we buy a thousand million toys for my birthday? Why do you need so many toys? I get so bored playing with the same old toys, Papa. I need some variety. Variety? Wow, that's a big word. Do you know what it means? It means a lot of toys, Papa. (laughs) I guess it does. Why don't you go play with your brother? He's a fun toy. Um, not really. Okay, well, do you want to hear a story about toys? Sure, Papa. Okay. But let's hear from our new sponsor once again. When I listen to little hearts and lungs at work, I use my 3M Litman Core digital stethoscope powered with advanced echo core technology. With the press of a button, the sounds I hear can be enhanced 40 times from this to this. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com and use code PAPA for $50 off the stethoscope of your choice. And now, this week's story. We are the broken toys. How do you fix something that's always been broken? About a year ago, I walked into my kids' bedroom, hoping to catch them before they fell asleep. After two long shifts in a row at the hospital, I had not seen my son or my daughter for a couple of days. I missed them. Their laughs, (laughs) their screams, everything but the whining really, and even that would have been welcome. At about the time I usually arrive home, they're both doing frenetic laps around the house in an energetic denouement that ultimately leads to a rapid move into the unconscious state, otherwise known as bedtime. When I entered their bedroom, my daughter, who had long ago abandoned her daytime naps for daytime fun, was already snoring soundly in her top bunk. My boy, though, was bundled under his covers and still wide awake. I could hear the muffled sounds of him pantomiming the engine noises for the shiny plastic race car, which was his favorite toy at the time. Hoping to surprise my son and maybe get a giggle or two in return, I tiptoed toward his bed and gingerly peeked into his improvised blanket fort. When we met each other's glance, though, I quickly realized that a giggle was out of the question. Instead, he looked at me with a sullen yet slightly disaffected teenage-like glance and said, Papa, I hate you. He was three years old at the time. 
I then heard him repeat this dismaying declaration hundreds of times. Papa, I hate you. 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 And I was only slightly aware that those four horrible words were merely echoing back and forth within the cavern of my surprised and confused brain. The actual boy had quickly retreated back to his blanket hideout and had recommenced his engine noises. Vroom, vroom, vroom. He was done with me for the moment. I stood there in disbelief for an undetermined amount of time. I don't remember how exactly I got to my next resting spot, but it was probably a motion somewhere between a crawl and a lurch. <clears throat> I found myself splayed out on the carpet in our living room, my hands clutching my stomach. I was not experiencing physical pain so much as a deep emotional cramping. The boy's words had, by then, ceased their frantic bouncing and ejected from the sad box between my ears. They were now floating gingerly in the space of air above my uptunded body, silently observing me. It was a good half hour before I could lift myself from the floor. Dinner was out of the question. I couldn't even bother to shower. Instead, I crawled into bed and quickly slipped into the dim sleep of the defeated. I can now recall vague dreams of my son, who had somehow grown hundreds of feet tall, yelling down to my puny and diminished patriarch form, Papa, I hate you. Papa, Again, again, you. and again. Papa, and I woke up wondering I what I had done to deserve it all. I've heard various experts of pediatric development tout a parental paradigm in which moms and dads somehow remain emotionally pristine amidst the constant and enduring chaos that is endemic among any group of little people. This sublime state is often referred to as unruffled. I don't know what this actually means or how the hell such detachment could be practically carried out. I've never been able to manage this clever trick of emotional compartmentalization with my own kids. At work, I routinely take care of kids who are quite sick, and I usually do this with confidence in my skill and motivation to do the job well. With my own kids, though, it's entirely different. I am not unruffled. In fact, I am quite ruffled by my kids, most of the time. My son had been acting out for months by the time he busted out the I hate you card on me that evening. In fact, his verbal blow was the logical extension of three years of family conditioning. His sister had been such a handful when he was a baby that, in his first year of life, he'd often played second fiddle to her toddler drama and had more or less learned to calm himself when times got rough. Between his self-soothing thumb and his natural equanimity, he was our little angel boy. But on his second birthday, a date which I happened to share with him, something changed. We were all driving back from our annual birthday camping trip. I turned to the back seat to say something to him and was treated to the most solemn frown I'd ever seen form on the face of another human being. It was pure displeasure in toddler form. This was a surprise because up until that point, I don't think I'd ever seen him frown at all. I laughed it off in that moment because I had no idea of its significance. But that frown was a portent of things to come. Yes, my friends. Somewhere on that long drive back from the bucolic beach in Mendocino to our urban home in Oakland, 
My dear boy left the sweet confines of the super wonderfuls and took up residence in the oh-so-terrible twos. And that's how it went for a while. The boy became more and more volatile. The frowns led to cries, the cries led to tantrums. The tantrums became more numerous and more intense. Objects were tossed across rooms. Small teeth found purchase in the flesh of unsuspecting family members. Incidents of civil obedience in the form of small bodies hugging the ground in public became all but routine. In all that time, however, the boy never lashed out verbally at either of us. He was a late bloomer like me, though, and forming his many thoughts into complex sentences came later to him than it does to most other kids. For all I know, my son had been thinking, Papa, I hate you, for months, and perhaps even years before he actually said it. Both my kids hurt my feelings constantly without ever knowing it. They challenge me with their antics and, at times, make me feel like a complete asshole. And often, they're right. Sometimes I am an asshole. I am often unable to find the humor in a particularly difficult time or even control my temper. When the kids reject me for their mama while I'm standing right before them willing to help or point out a simple truth that wounds my fragile ego, I feel it deeply, but I know I can't react to it every time it happens. To do so would scare them, and it would not be an effective way to parent. Sometimes, I have to take a step back from my feelings as a human in order to be the best dad for these little humans. As my kids get older and their internal worlds become more complex, I often feel less sure about how I will function as their dad in any given situation. The emotional map we all navigate together expands and changes in order to survive the daily indignity of parenthood and somehow raise halfway decent kids, it feels necessary and healthy to sometimes simply move forward and pass any particular shade they throw my way. But something about this felt different. In my reasonable-like mind, I reserve the concept of hate for truly despicable individuals, Nazis, abusers of kids, certain political figures who care only for themselves rather than the constituents they were elected to serve. I'm not any of these things. If my son hated me or felt a feeling which even slightly resembled that, I needed to understand why. I needed to make it right. Nurse Papa was on the case. The next day, I sat my son down and asked him why he claimed to hate me. Do you know what hate means, Boo? I asked him gingerly. He didn't answer back directly, but merely mumbled in the direction of his socks, something about missing one of his favorite Transformer toys. Hmm? Clearly, he wasn't as ready to explore these feelings as Detective Nurse Papa was. Hmm. I left him to his pile of toys, minus the Transformer. A few minutes later, I heard a one-sided conversation coming from his room. I quietly peeked in. The boy was addressing a stuffed bear sitting before him. I hate you, he said. Oh. This was new. Apparently the bear had also somehow fallen from grace. He too was among the hated. My son then turned to his pillow beside him and repeated, I hate you, once again. 
I have no idea what the pillow did either. It soon dawned on me that my son didn't at all understand the concept of hate in the same way I did. As with so many other things, he was still playing with the whole idea of what hate means. He was still just beginning to comprehend and question so many abstract concepts that I complacently take for granted as a dumb adult. <laughs> a while after, a good friend of mine observed me as I once again failed to be unruffled by my son. He had just broken an expensive toy which he had only just been gifted a few hours beforehand. As I vacillated between anger and regret, my dear friend, who is a father of three wild bohemians himself, sighed and laughed. He then said softly, David, it's not the broken toy you're mad about. Parents, all of us, we're the broken ones. We're the broken toys. Rarely has any one person so smoothly acquainted me with such a simple and beautiful truth that the broken one was me. 45 years into my tangential life, I am broken in more ways than I care to admit or explore. My son is doing just fine. He is pristine. He is doing exactly what he is supposed to be doing. Just as he does with his Legos every morning, he separates out the components of his existence into groups that make sense to him, and then he builds a structure which is entirely new and unique. As he explores the infinite possibilities, it is self-evident that he will stumble, fail, and that he will sometimes break something delicate. Something delicate like me. I'm the delicate object in his hands. I'm the broken one. The disorienting loop of parenthood has rendered me still figuring out who I am and who I want to be. Becoming a dad has only exacerbated this awkward path of creation through the process of destruction. Accepting this truth is the only way for me to make it through the moments when my kids unintentionally, or on purpose, wound or hurt me. After all, if I have to be the toy that's broken, I can at least take solace in the fact that my kids still want to play with me. Remember, Nurse Papa is also a book. Within it, you'll find stories that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. You'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses, some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy and, when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast. Mm -hmm.